The Lord be with you. Good morning, Chivia Churches, and good morning to those joining us in other places as well. Everyone is very, very welcome. This is Colin, and I hope everyone is staying well and keeping very safe. Come, people of God, let us worship together for this Remembrance Sunday. There are one or two announcements on our, our web page. Um, articles for the Cheviot magazine should be submitted by Monday the 23rd November. And there are two committees meeting this week by Zoom. The Mission and Outreach Committee on Tuesday at 2pm. And then the Worship Committee on Wednesday also at 2pm. And Yetam Kirk is open for private prayer every Wednesday between 10 and 12, and, and I will be there. And our singing, as usual, is led by Heather and Gordon. We have our call to worship. From the darkness of death, God calls us into glorious light. From the tumult of war, God calls us into the beauty of peace. Children of light, God calls us today to remembrance. In light and in peace, we will remember them. And we sing our first hymn, and it's the hymn 161, O God our help in ages past. Let us pray. God of yesterday, today and forever, you're the God of every generation and your love endures forever. You have protected us during difficult times for your compassion is everlasting. In this time of worship, we declare our love and loyalty to you and offer your service and prayer in praise and in practice this day and every day. At this solemn season of remembrance, we're aware of how much war has cost the world that you love. In spite of fighting between nations and neighbours, you've come to us in Jesus Christ and want us to experience life in all its fullness, renewing us the hope that you'll turn our swords into plowshares and lead the world from the study of war 
to the promise of peace with justice for all your peoples. God of mercy, with sorrow we confess that in our hearts we keep alive the passions and pride that lead to hatred and war. We are not worthy of your love, nor of the sacrifice made by others in our behalf. Forgive us, we pray. And Christ died so that we might live, and through his undying love we have been forgiven. Rejoice in the forgiveness that God offers us, and so be at peace with God. Be at peace with yourself, and make peace with your neighbours. For Christ's sake, the same Jesus Christ who taught us when we pray to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever. Amen. We now have a time of remembrance. And so let us remember the kindness of God and God's favour to us in our time of need. Let us remember the courage, the devotion to duty and self-sacrifice of men and women of the armed forces and the toil and endurance and suffering of those who are not in uniform. Let us remember those who fell in battle, those buried at sea or in some corner of a foreign field, especially those we have known and loved, whose place is forever in our hearts. Let us remember those who are our enemies, whose homes and hearts were as bereft as ours. Let us remember those who came back, those whose lives bear the scars of war, who've lost sight or limbs or reason, who've lost faith in God and hope for humanity. Let us remember the continuing grace of God, whose love holds all souls in life, and to whom none is dead, but all are alive forever. And we read the words of the Christ. They shall grow not old, as we who are left grow old. Age shall not weary them, nor the years condemn. In the going down of the sun, and in the morning, we shall remember them. We shall remember them. And we just stop and have a little silence in remembrance. And we have the hymn 720, What Shall We Pray for Those Who Died? And, and this was written by the congregation, along with John Bell, um, the congregation of Carnwadrick, which is a, a church in a, a priority area in Glasgow.
and we turn to Isaiah, the prophet Isaiah, chapter 25, and we read from verse 1. O Lord, you are my God. I will exalt you. I will praise your name, for you have done wonderful things, plans formed of old, faithful and sure. For you have made a city into a heap, the fortified city a ruin. The palace of aliens is a city no more. It will never be rebuilt. Therefore, strong people will glorify you. Cities of ruthless nations will fear you. For you have been a refuge to the poor, a refuge to the needy in their distress, a shelter from the rainstorm and a shade from the heat. When the blast of the ruthless was like a winter rainstorm, the noise of aliens like heat in a dry place, you subdued the heat with the shade of clouds. The song of the ruthless was stilled. On this mountain, the Lord of hosts will make for all peoples a feast of rich food, a feast of well-aged wines, of rich food filled with the marrow, a well-aged wine strain clear. And he will destroy in this mountain the shroud that is cast over all peoples, the sheet that is spread over all nations. He will swallow up death forever. And then the Lord God will wipe every tear from all faces. And the disgrace of his people he will take away from all the earth. For the Lord has spoken. Amen. And we turn to the Gospel of Matthew. Matthew chapter 25. And we read from verse 1 again. Then the kingdom of heaven will be like this. Ten bridesmaids took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. When the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them. But the wise took flasks of oil with their lamps. As the bridegroom was delayed, all of them became drowsy and slept. But at midnight there was a shout, Look, here comes the bridegroom, bridegroom, come and meet him. And then all those bridesmaids got up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise replied, No, there is not enough for you and us. You'd better go to the dealers and buy some for yourself. And while they went to buy it, the bridegroom came. And those who were ready went with him into the wedding banquet, and the door was shut. Later the other bridesmaids came and said, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he replied, Truly I tell you, I do not know you. Keep awake, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. And this is a word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We have our weekly prayer. Merciful God, we pray for those fallen in battle who gave their lives in the cause of freedom and in defense of peace and justice. Sovereign Lord, as you swallow up death forever, wipe away the tears from all faces and wash away the wounds of war and violence and hatred. Help us to remember that Jesus blessed the peacemaker 
And also that if we really wish for a peaceful world, we should honestly pray, let it begin with me. Amen. In the film The History Boys by Alan Bennett, a teacher takes six-year boys to a war memorial. They read the names inscribed there. But the teacher claims that the memorials help people to forget rather than to remember. Now, the boy certainly disagreed with him, and I think I would too. But it made me wonder how often we just walk past the memorial along the street in our villages or the memorials in our church and don't really notice them apart from On Remembrance Sunday. I, I do sometimes look at the memorials and I find it tremendously poignant to read the names, to somehow reflect on the stories behind the names, to imagine the suffering of these soldiers and indeed of their families. Some are from our own families and it still hurts. The pain of separation still cuts to the core. And the names talk to us of the horrors of war, of world wars, of conflicts in Korea or Malaya, of Ireland or Afghanistan or so many other places and the effect on our forces and on the local population. And the appearance of J.J. Chammers in Strictly Come Dancing this year reinforces our, our consciousness of the horrors of wars as J.J. was a soldier in Afghanistan and had been severely injured. And J.J. is, of course, the son of one of our, our past moderators in the Church of Scotland. In Linton Kirk, the memorial there mentions not only the names, but also the places where the soldiers died. And I find that fascinating. They died in places like Gallipoli in Turkey. Three died in Gaza in the Middle East. They died in, in Italy as well as in the Western Front. And I imagine boys from the, the countryside here in the borders suddenly finding themselves in strange places and dying there. And I've been at the Commonwealth Cemetery in Gaza where neat rows of white crosses stand and green grass, a contrast to the, the chaos and suffering of life around in that troubled place. The prophet Isaiah talks of war and he talks about how the city becomes a heap of fortified city a ruin. Now the prophets were used to war. The Assyrians, the Babylonians, the Persians had come in waves and conquered Palestine. There seemed to be a never-ending cycle of war from right from the time of Cain and Abel. And it emphasized our failure as human beings to coexist peacefully. But Isaiah goes on and gives a vision of a better future. Paints a picture of a divine banquet with all the good things of life where the nations would come and be reconciled. And death and suffering would be no more. 
Isaiah gave that vision as a vision for the people to hold on to. And we must hold on to it still. The Gospels, we we read the story of the ten bridesmaids waiting for the groom to arrive. And only five had enough oil to light their lamps to welcome him. Of course, it was all the groom's fault for arriving far later than anticipated. I always felt it was rather churlish of the, the five with the oil not to share what they had with their friends. But of course, the point was to be watchful. It was for the early Christians to be watchful, ready for Jesus' coming again. But equally, it's for us today to be watchful and to be ever ready to work for peace and reconciliation. We've been blessed with peace, but the world is a volatile place. Even the elections this week in America have shown a divided nation. And people seem to be preparing for some degree of violence there. We must be ever vigilant to see peace and understanding prevail in order for humanity to flourish. One final thought. I was in a a house last week and saw a picture on the wall by David Shepherd. And David Shepherd usually paints wildlife scenes in Africa. But this one was of Christ on the battlefield. It was a scene of utter carnage and of the horrors of war. But in the trenches, a chaplain holds a service, or maybe it was in no man's land, The chaplain holds a service with soldiers kneeling in prayer. And right in the middle was Jesus Christ. It's very powerful. But it tells us that Christ is in the midst of our deepest suffering and pain. And can still speak to us for he bears a sign of his own suffering on the cross. On the cross. His is a love that transcends death. And we gather this day and we remember. We remember the fallen. We remember those who returned, but who would ever be changed by their experience. But we also commit ourselves ever to work that God's peace might truly prevail. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. The hymn 528 Make me a channel of your peace. channel of your peace. 
Let us pray. God of each life and of all lives, in every generation you've been present with your people in times of poverty and prosperity, in times of sorrow and joy, in times of health and pandemic, in times of war and peace. Today we remember your gracious care in times of crisis I give thanks for the courage and sacrifice of the women and men and families of the armed forces who worked for peace and justice and protection in so many different times and places. Support those who finished their time of service and still face challenges in civilian life. God of mercy, hear our prayer. God of promise and peace, we thank you for the places where conflicts have ended and peace have been restored and where citizens can enjoy secure freedoms and human rights. Where people are oppressed and dissent restricted, encourage those who witness and work for justice to be established. Give us such creativity that we can shape a brave new world out of the scars of war. Give vision and courage to leaders and to the United Nations as they seek to resolve conflict. God of mercy, hear our prayer. God of wholeness and hope, we thank you for those called to serve in their home communities. Especially we thank you for those working hard in the face of COVID-19. May they know your protection and show your love in all that they do. God of mercy, hear our prayer. And God of Christ and community, we thank you for the dedication of those who serve in the church. May your church always be a place of hope and healing and welcome. Guide our congregation and denomination through these challenging days so that those who turn to us will find us faithful. God of mercy, hear our prayer. And we give thanks for all who have gone before us and who are now with you in your nearer glory. We thank you for the inspiration they give to our lives today. And in a moment of silence, we bring the prayers of our own hearts before you. Lord, hear these and all our prayers in Jesus' name. Amen. And our closing hymn is a hymn 192, All Our Hope on God is Founded. Oh, 
our benediction. Let us go from this place with minds that never forget, with hearts that grow in hope, with lives that shine Christ's light. Let us go to serve, to reconcile, to bring peace, and to stand united as children of the light. And may the blessing of God, creator, peacemaker, and peace bringer, go with you this day, and even forevermore. Amen.